Hello, friends. Welcome to Daily Conversations, the podcast of all things relationship-based. We are your hosts, Crystal and Demetrius Daly. We are young adult pastors and certified in marriage and family development. You email us your relationship and marital questions, and we will address them online and give you counsel on how to overcome them. We look forward to hearing from you, and we can't wait to help you live your best lives. Hey there, guys. Welcome back to Daily Conversations. My name is Crystal. And my name is Demetrius. We are, we are your hosts for today, and we have a great topic for you. Uh, we're going to be talking about men. Where are the men in church? Where are they? Where that's, they at, babe? That's a big topic. I and search it's... loud. What did they say? No, uh, uh, search high and low. <laughs> can't Still find can't no find nobody. nobody. <laughs> Still can't find the men. <laughs> yeah. So where are the men in church? Let's start off this topic um, and just jump in and get it started. It's a good topic. I remember years ago, um, you know, growing up in a church, a small church uh, back where I grew up at. And that question was asked maybe 20 years ago by um, our pastor, great pastor Shane Gaskins. Uh, he would always say, where's the men? Right. Where are the men at? I hear that a lot. You know, and it's, I don't know what it is. I think it's an attack on men and men fall for the attack, especially, especially um, being involved in the church. Um, I think a lot of men are afraid of commitment and um, it's for some reason, it's just been like a, like a lackadaisical part on the part of men, you know, serving in the church. And I don't know what that is. Um, what do you, what do you think it is, babe? Like from your point of well, view, like I don't know, but up. you did say something interesting that I was just listening to when you said afraid of commitment. Cause I feel like I don't want to speak from all men and you know, I hate generalizing everybody and putting people into a box, but do you, do you feel like there's a high percentage of men that, that is like kind of afraid of commitment, whether it be just commitment in, in general? Yeah. I mean, we are the last to commit in a relationship. Right. You know, um, it's, it's, it's funny because we're we, like, we have commitments when it comes to sports or when it comes to things that interest us. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know if church or having a relationship with God interests men Ooh, and that, that, that's, that deep. that's deep, you know, and it should be an interest to men. And, and, and even like in the church for groups and things starting, it's, it's majority of women that starts a lot of groups um, that hold actually hold the church down mm-hmm. and keeps the church running like like a well-oiled engine, you know. And I'm not saying every church, um, but if you look at churches across America, you'll see the percentage of women compared to men is drastic. Right. And that is true. And I was just reading something earlier um, on the website and it says that another theory is churches knowingly or unknown, unknowingly create a feminine atmosphere with their decor. I don't think that's true. With the decor? No. I mean, how could you? Well, I'm not going to say because you can create a feminine atmosphere. I mean, I do feel like there's a lot of women that are leading in the church and we are even getting getting to a point where i mean there's some denominations right that 
they they don't uh, believe in women preachers or women pastors or bishops or apostle. There, there are a lot of religions that believe in that. Um, and so it's, it's crazy because now you get to a point where the majority of the church is women. So is that, you know, how, how does that look for leadership? Like, you know, when you, when you say men pastors, I mean, there's men in the, in the church. We don't want to say that like there's not men in the church, but you know, when you look at the church dyma- d- dynamics, even we was watching a live, right? Remember we was watching live. I won't yeah. mention which church we was looking at. Yep. And the whole congregation was women. There were like five men in the pulpit, you know, but whether it was the musician, the, the pastor or whatever, or a deacon, but the majority of the congregation was women. And you were like, where the men, you know? Yeah. It's, it's just crazy. And I know a lot of women, you know, either they are not married um, so they, you know, as far as a spouse being in church, there's not a spouse in church. Um, and you know, if they are married, a lot of them are older. So some men have passed away, but I, I, I just don't know where they, that what, where men are at. And I'm just curious to know, like what, what is keeping them away? I think, and this, this is only my opinion. I think it's, um, I think we're we're born naturally as um, leaders, right? And um, some may have the definition of leadership different from what it is um, in the church. And I think a lot of men don't like to be told what to do. Um, I hear more often more men say that the church is hypocritical than women, because men look at things a little bit different from women. You can convince a woman, and you come to church and learn about God. God will turn your life around. And a woman, a woman for to me, they'll say, okay, and I'll give it a try. You say that same sentence to a man. And for some reason they go, oh, but the pastor's driving a Mercedes. He's taking, he's stealing money. You know what I'm saying? It's like they'll make an, us as men, we'll make an excuse not to attend church because of what somebody said or what's been experienced instead of experiencing it for themselves. Mm-hmm. Where I think women take more of a chance there. I think women are a little bit more adventurous, more seeking than men. Men, we think we can figure it out all by ourselves. Um, we tend to hold things in a lot. We don't let nobody in. That's why when there's groups, you don't see like, like for instance, in most churches, men's groups, is just, that's one of the smallest groups. Um, there's, there's like, you, like I said, true. there's no commitment. And the participation, the participation is, is low. You know, when you call them out, no, no one wants to participate. Um, um, the, the leadership just, just displays always some kind of like head bumping. No, it's not to say that women don't bump heads too, but Men, we tend to think we can do it better, so we don't attend. Right. You know, and it's... Um, so we, you think it's like an ego type of situation? It is. And then you got the world, sports. Football's played on Sunday. You can't get a man to, you know, give up his, his football on Sunday to go to church. But isn't football like after church? It's Most games start at 12 and 1 o'clock. Mm. And that's the time church is, <laughs> unfortunately. Um and that goes back into commitment. It goes back into commitment. What's important to yeah? What's men? more important to you is the game more important to you, or you know, a, right. a relationship with Christ is more important to exactly. you. Exactly. We look at across the world, across the globe, who reads more? Yeah, women, women read more. So that means men are not digging into the word like women are digging into the word. So if you're not reading your word, 
you have no reason to go to church because you don't you don't read the words and you don't believe what's in it anyway. Right. You know, and like I said, we tend we think we can figure it all out on our own. Do you think that um, a man's upbringing has something to do with it as well? I do. I do. Um, which is funny because it's a, it's a catch 22 because if, uh, you know, most say, for instance, African-American community, um, the biggest problem is absentee fathers. Yeah. And you got single mothers, you know, raising. And if raising, you know, young boys. And if that single mom doesn't go to church or if she goes to church too much, it push either pushes the, the kid away because they don't want to be involved. They think it's boring and the curriculum and churches aren't geared toward little boys. The first thing they want to, they just want to play with Tonka trucks, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. That, and that's just, I'm using that as a, as an example. Um, and you know, if, if the mom doesn't go to church, then he doesn't have that upbringing to, to, to when he gets older to go to the church. Right. You know, there's so many outside influences for young boys and young men out in the world that that's what takes them over sports gangs uh just hanging out with their homeboys or you know or different clubs you know the last thing on their mind is is church yeah do you think things like would interest them like I wonder like if there was more activities for, cause I know that there's men groups and of course I don't know what goes on in your men's group. Well, I do because you know, you'll tell me what, what's going on in the men's group. Not like that, but the, some of the things that they do. But do you think like if they have more things like fishing trips and stuff like that to interest people or maybe going to sporting events or more activities that's more like engaging, do you think that would help? Yeah. I, I absolutely because for my church, um, I, I went out, you know, and hung out with uh, some pastors, and in, in, in my church, and we actually go to the movies and what you know we got we'll, we go see Marvel movies, stuff that interests us not interests us, not always preaching to us, you know. Right. Uh, when you go to them, you know, when I go to any of the men in my church, the last thing we're talking about is, is church. You know, we're hanging out and we're fellowshipping with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, talking about things just like you know things that we like we talk about cars we talk about things that most men talk about i think the perception that people men on the outside coming in think that anything we talk about has got to be all about god and and, you know Mm -hmm. we always got something religious to say and that's 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 Mm -hmm. not true but i wonder how many churches have that type of thing where they're going out and they're engaging with other men and, or is it just like Bible study, Bible study, That's the Bible problem. study? Cause it, that could be a lot of burnout. You know, that could be a lot of burnout when, that's it right because you're doing that anyway you're reading your bible at home you know if you're christian and whatever you know you're reading your bible at home um you're a part of other group like things that's going on in the church maybe you're going to you know midweek prayer and so you're already involved in bible study and so it's like another bible study you know what i mean right. and i'm not saying don't read your word and being your word but there's other things to engage each other to build each other up, build a relationship. Cause I feel like even when you just doing just Bible study, you're not really building a relationship with people because you're just talking over a podium. You're going over material. People are asking questions or you having a discussion about it. But what about getting to know people personally? What about building relationships? And that's what I think it's important. And 
I know that's what I, lo- I love about what we're doing with the young adult ministry because we have Bible study, but we also do make it a point to have engaging things like bowling and stuff like that just to keep the group engaged. And we have definitely seen how it built up the group, how now there's a personal relationship between Num- a number of people in the in the ministry now some people are friends some people are hanging out so you know people that never may have met each other before because we do go to a large church now have connected and now it's like a sense of belonging right it's a sense of um having that foundation so i think that if more you know men's ministries were built on like just some activities and having some outings, I think that would help in engaging yeah, some men. I, I believe, I, I think you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. I think there has to be a balance. Um, yeah. There has to be a balance of, of humanity and a balance of spirituality. There you go. And I, I think that's what's lacking and evolve, involved with those activities. Mm-hmm. An activity doesn't have to always be involved or revolved around something uh, pertaining to the church. Right. So like you said, going out to a sporting event or just, you know, going out, hanging out and, you know, over each other's house and, and just talking or, you know, uh, as regular friends, I think, as they say, my boys, you know, um, and I think we could we could be an influence on each other, mm-hmm. you know, especially like what I'm doing as far. And I, and I, I took a page out of the women's book. I see you prior to our ministry starting up, I would watch and see how you interact with the women, see how you would call them and check up on them. And when you checked up on them, it wasn't always preaching to them. It wasn't always a scripture. You got to give them, you know, you right. guys just talked and you guys laughed and then you got me involved. And I'm like, Oh, I'm friends with this, with this, with this woman now, which is pretty cool. And we talk on a regular basis. So I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta, if I could interject that with the men, I think that'll work and it actually has. And it was a strategy of mine not to be another preaching man that every time I see somebody, they want to run away from me. Right. Actually, you know, they want to engage with me because, you know, I'm treating them just like a regular human being. But when that spirituality time is needed, Right. You know, you if they're going in, through something, they push me mm-hmm. with something, I'm going to let them know. You insert. And it, right. and there's always, and that's what we got to remember because we, what they say, um, don't be so, um, spiritually, um, heavenly bound that you know, earthly good. Right. Um, because people will still get the word you'll get there, you know, but first you've got to like break down barriers and there's always, I mean, if we've seen nothing else, we've seen that there's always a time even when we're hanging out or after we're hanging out where there's a time that we can minister to somebody right. every single time there's an opportunity where bam, now we can minister to this person or they'll ask us a question or say, Oh, I'm, I'm struggling in this or, you know, um, this has happened. And now is our time to bam. Now we're ministering, but we're not just shoving the, the word down their throat every five seconds. Cause people don't want to feel like, you know, one, that they always is doing something wrong. And not to say that you could, like, everybody's presenting in, in that way. But sometimes, like, if that if you always is preaching down somebody's throat, they're like, boy, I could do nothing right. Right, you know? right. So just give it an opportunity because you will be allowed to minister to that, to that person. But just let the opportunity naturally come. You don't have to just be like, oh, you know, walk out the door and you're preaching and you got your Bible and... And all of that, like you got to reach people where they're at, you know, and 
that's how I feel like we lose so many people and men specifically. Mm-hmm. Like if it, and I'm sure people have come across um, in your town or city, wherever you live, you come across a homeless person who's asking for money or, and, you know, or they're, you know, you see somebody in the wintertime and they're cold. If they tell you they're cold and you go, I pray for you for your warmth. That's not going to help that person. That person wants a coat. Right. You know, so we got to do the same thing with men. You know, the men, they, they, me being a man, I want uh, compatibility. You know, I want uh, 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 to be competitive with them. You know, go out and shoot some pool. You know, um, you don't have to go to bars and stuff like that. But you know, sometimes those are the places we want to find people. People are in their, you know, mm-hmm. their their deepest, uh, darkest place in uh, in those bars. You know, and we shouldn't neglect those places. I'm not saying go and participate in those places, but that's where you go and you become a friend with someone who's there and you can possibly lead them to Christ. You could possibly right. become a friend of that person, you know, and even people in the church, we're free to approach each other, too. I see more women approaching each other you know, than men. That's true. Men will we'll give that, you know, give a hug and then that's it. We know nobody really approaches each other anymore. I, I got to say in our church, it's a little bit different. Our church is, um, I see a lot of men, um, more men actually added to our church and we approach each other and we talk to each other and want to get to know each other, mm-hmm. um, you know, try to befriend each other, you know, and I, I, I think we need to do a better job of that in all the churches. We do. Do you think that there's a perception? Cause this is, you know, the world. I want to talk about the world for a second, but I want to know if it crosses over into the church arena. Do you think there's a perception that men that do attend churches, uh, church is weak or not strong? Or do you think that there's some kind of perception with that in the world? And maybe that's another reason why men don't tend to flock to church? No, not really. I think um, a lot of men don't want to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think men from the outside in the world looking at men in the world, I think they want to know, I think they're curious about us because if I, if I talk to someone and they be like, man, you know, um, you got your stuff together, but you know, it's, it's hard for me to go to church and they look at you, you know, look at me like, you know, think of that. I'm, you know, the next, the best thing since sliced bread, but they don't want to partake in it. And I'm not, you know, but I'm just saying, I, I, I think they, they have their own set ways. They think that that's, their their way is is they're, they're set. There's no change in me, and mm-hmm. they don't think that they can change. And I think when they look at someone in the church, the perception is, uh, I wanna, I, I wanna, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't wanna give that commitment again. Right. I don't want, I don't wanna be that. I can't be that. I like what I'm doing, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, us doing the wrong thing, living a life of sin, is easier than than living a life, living a holy life, because men we think. And even women, we think we have to change right. everything in order to be a, a Christian. We think that we have to, we have to be perfect yeah, to be a Christian. You can't it. make a mistake. You can't, I can't do this anymore. I can't do that anymore. And that's and that's what keep people out of the church. As soon as they make a mistake, they think that you know all is lost. There's no there's no hope for them. You know, um, they don't want to come back because they feel like, and that's their own internal feeling. You know, they just feel like I messed up. So. Um, God doesn't love me. I'm no good for church. And that's that's the, a lie from the enemy. That's what the enemy will have you to believe to keep you away from church. Right. You know, and if you look at this example that I that just, just came to my mind, if you if you if you're eating the wrong food and you have a health problem 
and you go to your doctor and your doctor says, look, you got to change your diet or else you're not going to make it in the next six months to a year, you know, because your, your diet is poor. You got to change that diet. I guarantee you almost everybody, almost every man will say, well, all right, doc, what I got to do? Well, you can't, you can't eat chips anymore. You can't have ice cream, brownies and eating, you know, burgers and fries all the time. Well, but doc, what I got to eat? I eat this stuff. Oh, I really don't like that stuff, but I, I'm going to try it. Right. And they'll do it because they want to live. How much more is your spiritual health? God is telling you, okay, that lifestyle you're living, it's not healthy. You're going to not make it in the next six to 12 months. Mm-hmm. You got to do this. You got to act this way. You got to you gotta have your heart toward me. You can't do that anymore. You can't hang out in that bar anymore. You can't sleep around anymore, you know, because it's, it's detrimental to your life. Right. Yeah, so if you do this, you'll live. It's the same. It's even more important to do. It is. What God, God's the physician in that matter. And that is in that same example. And we'll, we'll take, we'll take like the non-spiritual aspect more. And run we'll, with it. we'll hold it with more weight than the spiritual aspect. So we'll, right. we'll, like you said, like, we'll, okay, doctor, we'll, I'll do it. I'll, like you said, I'll do it. But when it comes to Christ, it's, it's not the same. We don't, you know, reverence Christ. We don't we reverence don't, Christ. Yeah. To be spiritually dead and walking and living is worse than dying physically because you have to live a life of torment, always wondering and worrying and anxiety and wondering mm-hmm. how I'm going to get my life together. That's that's And then, and then you physically die. There, there's another place for that person. You know, if you don't have, have you haven't received Christ as Lord and savior. Yeah. So, you know, to, to keep neglecting or walking what God's called you to do. Everybody, I think, I think everybody, has has had an encounter with God at some point in their lives and they know where they're supposed to, what they're supposed to be doing. Uh, it's, it's on a lot of people's conscience. And if you ask somebody, you know, just randomly, I guarantee they'll say, you know, yeah, no, I know I used to go to church or I attended church, but you know, I don't, this happened and it kind of, I kind of got away or they'll look with their natural eye. I seen this and that's how the church is. Like you said, it's a perception yeah. of what they see. Oh yeah. The men in there, all that praying and stuff is not for me. Yeah, their faith it, is it's an excuse. Yeah, and they don't they don't use their faith to ground them. So right. you know when when you don't have faith, you you'll make every excuse because like there's things that you know either you could look at things two ways, right? You're going to use your faith to ground you, or you're not. Like I know people that have been in the church their whole lives that maybe have now turned away from church because of one particular reason or another. And I'm like, yeah, that happened there, but you cannot turn your back on God or say, I'm never going to walk into church again because this church did something to you. It's not all churches. You know, your faith has to be built up to say, hey, you know what? I'm I'm going to give another um, church a shot or, or whatever, you know? Right. I got a question for you. What would you say to um, a wife whose husband is not attending church, but she is. And no matter, you know, mm. what she's been saying, she can't get him to go. What would you say, you know, to that, to that, to that woman, to that wife, to encourage her? That's hard because, um, you know, that was one of the criteria for me when we got married. But um, I would, I would say be prayerful. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I know it always sound cliche cause people think sometimes, I don't know what people think about prayer, honestly. Um, and again, it's, it's applying your faith, but be prayerful. Um, pray for your spouse, lead by example. 
um, demonstrate certain things to him, still be that loving wife, still be that supporting wife, um, drop seeds whenever you can, sow seeds um, wherever you can, maybe listen to worship music in the house or, you know, if you set up a, out of time and read your Bible, just lead by example, you know, maybe something you say or do will be the change that your spouse is looking for or need or be like, you know what? I see this is happening. I see her life transforming this way. Now it, it sparked his interest and now he may want to go, but don't give up on him. You know, right. remain, remain faithful because after all, that is your spouse. So remain faithful in what you're doing and definitely just try to lead by example and pray and just know that, you know, cause some people again feel like all hope is gone. Know that, you know, any circumstance could change at any time. You know, you never know when God may pull on the heart, heartstrings of your spouse where now he wants to turn over his life t- to Christ but give him grace, you know, and be patient. And, um, yeah, just, you know, wait, wait on God to work it out. That's that, true. that would be my advice. That's true. What about that person who says like, you know, I, I've been doing all that and, um, you know, I just, I don't see anything budging. Would you recommend for them to keep asking the spouse or just leave it alone and just do what you just said, just pray and, you know, just lead by example. Well, cause I feel like sometimes when you keep asking a spouse about something, it turns into nagging. Right. And mm-hmm. now they really turned off. So that's the thing. That's the hard part. Cause you know, if I say something too much, it's going to be nagging. You're going to get annoyed. You're going to be like, Oh, like I don't even want to hear it. Now you, now you really turned them off because that's all that, 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 you know, they hear that's all that you're talking about. And they don't want to hear that. You know, like mm-hmm. if they don't, if somebody has their mind made up like that, you pressing it into their mind every five minutes is not going to be helpful and wanting to, them to um, change their mind about attending church. In my opinion, um, I don't, I don't think that that's probably something. What did, I mean, would you like that? If Absolutely not. You know, I, w- I wouldn't. And also, you know, don't throw it like, you know, if you're around people, don't throw anything in, in, in his face. Mm-hmm. Men don't do the same, do the same for, don't do the, the same for your woman. Don't throw anything in their face. Um, as far as like, oh yeah, you know, if such and such went to church, they, then they would know, you know, stuff like that, that you know, yeah. don't, don't do that. Cause it just Cause makes, it pushes, it drives a wedge right, and, and it pushes them, them away, away furthermore, just definitely have grace. But yeah. And that all comes into in the beginning, right? We always talk on this podcast about being equally yoked. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people will marry someone thinking one thing, oh, I could do all these things. I could, I could bring them, you know. And that's not what happens. And now there's there's a whole bunch of conflict. There's issues. You want him to attend church. Try to be on the same accord with people when you marry them. You know, um, take it take it for, you know, um, what's the word I want to use? Just look, you know, whatever they're presenting to you, right? Yeah. And 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 they're presenting to you. Take that. You know, don't don't just think, oh, you know, no. When I get married, this going to happen. This going to happen because, like you said, that's an expectation now that you have because that's not how the person is living today. Right. So you're expecting them to do something that's really out of your control. 
you right. know, so you can't, you know, you can't force that onto somebody. So it's just really vital to be on the same page in relationships. But once you're there, yeah, you just got to remain prayerful and just do stuff around. Cause a lot of times I find like when you lead by example, there's something that starts to create a change or they be like, you know what? I'm seeing this or they'll see the fruits, right? Mm-hmm. Fruits of the spirit. They'll see things happen in your life. And, and that was trickling over to them because that's your spouse. And they're like, you know, what? I want to, I want to get this a try. I want to see, you know, what this is all about. And now it peeps their interest. So I just think, you know, definitely being prayerful and leading by example is key. Amen. Amen. And I was looking at, um, some numbers the, the good news is that numbers of unchurched men has gone down. Yep. In 2003, there was 60% of unchurched men. And in 2014, it dropped down to, it doesn't tell um, of today because we're now in 2021. We're years later. But in 2014, the the percentage of unchurched men was 54 percent. So it it the percentage, you know, is 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 down of unchurched men, which is good. Yeah, I think it's going in the right direction. I think a lot of men are waking up and, mm-hmm. um, you know, seeing what's, you know, that, that seeing and understanding that they need a relationship with God. And it's not about going to church. That's a thing. And that's the thing that we all miss. You know, we're steady trying to get men to attend church instead of trying to help them build a relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And I think once that's been preached to them and, and, and that's that's my approach with men. I'm like, you don't have to go to my church. That's the first thing I tell them. You don't have to go to my church, but I want to help you find Jesus. Yeah. And that way I automatically lead. And then that 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 man, and even a woman or, you know, they're like more interested when I'm like, you know, wow, I wonder what's, what's going on in that church. Yeah. You know, that's the first time that somebody's not trying to recruit me to go to their church. And that's the thing. We don't want to be recruited. Right. Nobody likes to be recruited until, you know, or you got to go to church in order to be saved. Right. That's, that's not true. That's not what they want to hear. It's probably, yeah. it's, it's probably going to be more people raptured outside the four walls than in. Yeah. You know, and it's that, that's, that's real, you know, that's, that's real, real life. It's, it's more about a relationship than uh, attending a church service. But don't get me wrong, because the Bible does say, do not yeah, forsake, forsake the assembling of the saints. Yeah. So you, we go to church to be built up. Of course, you know, edification. Edification, mm-hmm. and to you know to be amongst each other, because you know when we're together as a, uni- as a unit, we're, oh, we're powerful. And that's where I was about to go with my next statement, because I'm speaking as a woman, of course, to all the men out there. Um because women are looking for more men to be an example. You know, we, we want you guys to lead us. We're looking for a, a strong family foundation and we need men to produce that for us. You know, we're looking for men to be that strong foundation to keep our families together. Um, so I would encourage all men, you know, try, you know, try God, you know, if it's baby steps, if it's whatever, listen, even if you got to reach out to us for counseling, um, we do do counseling right now. We, guess what? We're not charging people for counseling. It is free 99. Only thing you have to do is send us an email. Our email address is our last name, which is daily D A I 
L-E-Y conversations at gmail.com. Send us an email and we will, um, you know, be able to counsel you. Or um, if you have um, a comment of why men don't attend church, if you're a man and you don't attend church, I would love to hear from you. Let us know why. What are some of the things that's keeping you away from the church? Drop us that email. Again, it's daily, our last name, D-A-I. L-E-Y conversations at gmail.com. Or even if you need some prayer, if you want us yeah. to pray with you, if you need us to pray for something that's, that's, you know, somebody else, you know, again, drop us an email and we'll, we'll do that. We could do that, you know, in our prayer time, or if you want us to do it on air so people could pray with us, we'll mm-hmm. do that as well. But, you know, don't be afraid. And because who, you know, who's counseling for free 99. <laughs> we are <laughs> we just want to help the body of christ you know that. that's I'm like free 99 where's the 99 coming in from <laughs> i was like oh free 99 okay i get it's it so silly. <laughs> but you know we just want to help the body of christ we want to upbuild we want to be a blessing any way that we can um so we're we're here for you guys we're here for our listeners we're here for anyone who needs help and for those who are listeners be sure to share our podcast share it far share it why so that other people can be blessed hopefully something that we say or do will be a blessing to someone else so make sure you share our podcast uh, yeah well, so do you have anything else babe before we no i just want everybody to be blessed and uh you know laugh and have some fun in your life you know your hair laughter <laughs> laughter is good for the soul <laughs> So, you know, laugh, you know, yes. be happy. It's be not joyful. always serious. serious. I'm telling you, this one was more, of a, was more of a serious. I wasn't as, you know, silly today because I think it's important for, mm-hmm. uh, you know, men to, you know, start waking up, keep waking up and keep moving into the right direction. So, yeah, we used to sing that song at Sunday school. Smile a while and give your face a rest. There you go. That's it. Yeah. So give your face a rest. Smile. Smile. Um, but thank you guys for listening in our good and faithful listeners. We so much appreciate you. And uh, we'll be back next time with another interesting topic. Make sure you tune in. Make sure you subscribe to our channel. Until the next time, guys. Peace out. Peace out.